five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about humor and we're going to be talking about is it time to look into direct mail for you, for your media mix. But let's first have a little fun and we're going to talk about a mailing piece I got this week. Here we go. Let's see. I got to move it back to there. Dad, 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 dad does Mission. not want gifts. He's a dumb boy and anything. He has a need for more stuff. But when he gets logs for the fire, it's sad to watch. Etsy. Etsy. Log bag. Etsy. Personalized. Yes. He's in need and fills it. That's he said no gifts, but. Dad, it's Yes, gifts. Personalized gifts made by real people. Okay, Etsy has it. <clears throat> and I thought that was, that, you know, I always like gifts from my daughters. And uh, I have a log carrier, um, but it's falling apart. So if any of my daughters happen to see this, you know, that might be a hint. I don't need anything quite that fancy, although my last one did fall apart. But um, it brought me to a piece of mail that came the other day <clears throat> at home. And this is what it was. It said, we're all out of the ordinary. Not exactly sure what that means. Okay. And it was from, up here it says, uncommon, uncommon goods. Right there. <clears throat> and it was, it was, let's just say, un, uninteresting enough for me to be interested in it. And so it says... Uncommon Goods, your source for hand-picked original gifts and experiences. Every time you shop with us, you support independent artists and help us put people over profit as part of our B Corp values. None of that makes any sense to me. You know, every time you buy anything, it helps somebody get paid, right? <clears throat> so, uh, but maybe you have some soft spot in your heart for artists. I don't know. It says new products drop every day, but it's so such fine print that a person in my category can't probably even read it. I reached out to Dave Balotsky, who's the founder, and said, you know, you could at least put a QR code on there so I could get to your site. <clears throat> there's no offer. There's no call to action. There's no nothing. It's not even personalized. It says resident. It's got my name on it. Resident. And... The it, there isn't even <laughs> there isn't even a decent return address. It says return mail services, P.O. Box 309, Eatontown, New Jersey. And so there's nothing in there that says it says pre-sorted first-class mail. <clears throat> so they've got a nothing, no offer, no copy, nothing that even makes any sense. The headline doesn't make any sense to me. I can't see what any of those gifts are you know if it's tailored to me or not can't tell um <clears throat> but you might but what happened today yesterday last night was that i got this in my facebook feed right i got a an ad for uncommon goods which i screen captured <clears throat> each personalized ornament has a name hidden in its intricate laser cut design and like real snowflakes and people each one is unique and something i can't see any people in there i can't see any names in there i don't know why they think i might 
get that. But I was impressed that uh, it was from the same place I got a postcard. So although the postcard wasn't addressed to me and um, my wife just said, this is a dull looking mailer, but maybe they're coordinating it. <clears throat> so if you're with Uncommon Goods, I'll tag the, the company and the founder and anybody you know, I don't think I have any first-level connections there, but um, I would love to hear the rationale for that. You know, I don't know everything. Sometimes odd does attract my attention. So, anyway, somebody's trying mail, and they do have a catalog. So I sent away for the catalog, it seems. Uh, they have an online catalog. It looks like it has almost no copy or pricing. Um, but... We'll see when it comes. We'll show it to you. And hopefully it comes soon. Okay, here's a, another drum article that was very thoughtful <clears throat> by, by Mackie Kessels. Mikey? Maki? No, no, I've never seen that name before. Um, at the drum, it says, Have advertisers accidentally canceled comedy by being too purposeful? This kind of dovetails on yesterday's article that you know by being purpose purposeful we may be uh we may be damaging our customer segmentation and this one suggests we may be damaging our advertising so nostalgia is a trust is a trusty tool of any comedian but um Mackie Kessels a strategist at Ogilvy believes it's time for advertisers to get nostalgic for comedy And she has some cites some fantastic statistics and things. Um, audiences are crying out for a bit of light relief in the form of an ad that puts a smile on their faces. Smell like a man. Smell like a man, man. <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a catch. These permit crises aren't something to laugh at, you know, we, and that seems to be what it is. We have a crisis after a crisis after a crisis, and, uh, and oftentimes the crisis is, is bigger than the actual threat. Um, I think sometimes we ignore the real threats and worry more about the pretend threats that consolidate power. Is that a good way to put it? Right. So, and the... You know, oh, I better not get off on that. Anyway, <laughs> so there's an era of purpose-driven marketing. And Mark Ritson talks about this a lot and how it may not be as effective as we've thought. Uh, it did stand out when only a couple of people were doing it. But now have we lost our sense of humor, okay? And um, there was a WARC ranking of 2023, and none of the ads... Harness the power of humor. Now, I wanted to point out that that could be circular. You know, there there are funny ads out there. I, I found lots of them. I, uh, Sarah Fletcher wrote me a couple of weeks ago and said, where do you find these ads? Well, I find them all over the place. I have my sources. But, you know, a lot of them are funny. I like the funny ones, right? I have to admit, I like the funny ones. I like the tear jerkers, you can tell. Uh, but maybe they just don't enter them into the, you know, into the beauty contests. 
which basically a lot of the ad contests are. The Echo used to be, uh, you know, based on results of some sort. But uh, as a judge, as a as the last judge of the Echo Awards of the 86 year long Echo Awards, <laughs> I uh, there wasn't a whole lot that you could tell whether they, you know, there's always some number. You know, you might get a high response rate but lose money, or you might get a high profitability and not get any response, or, you know, there's something. There's always something you can say if you're a marketing person. But, um, so maybe they're just not, we're just not entering the contest if we have a funny ad because we know that, that, you know, we have to have purpose, and that's the only ones that win these days. But in a recent study by Oracle, a whopping 91%, and this is really good, want a brand to be funny, prefer a brand to be funny. 72% would also choose a brand that uses humor over the competition, the later being part of why humor has traditionally been popular in ultra-competitive cons- uh, categories, like FMCG, which I don't know what that is, because we don't do that kind of, you know, that doesn't usually make it into the direct mail catalogs. We, we focus on n- unnecessary luxuries and things like that. So if our audiences want to laugh, as well as a conscience, why aren't we giving it? Why aren't we giving them it? It's a funny construction. Why do we now fear humor? Well, it's because not only do we have to worry about people being offended, but we have to be worried about people who are worried about people being offended. <laughs> so, you know, the Redskins changed their, their, their logo. Oh, I'm sorry, the Washington Colonels or whatever they are now. They made it a big piece of popcorn, unpopped popcorn. Anyway, <laughs> Washington Generals, I think those were the, they played against the Harlem Globetrotters or something. Anyway, whatever the Washington football team is now, they had been the Redskins for many, 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 many years. And the logo by the Redskins was designed by a Native American artist who was very, very proud of it. And so was his family. And I think they're actually suing the Redskins now to try and bring back the logo because <laughs> they're so mad that they've genericized it. So the, the very people that the Redskins wanted to be sure to, uh, you know, make happy <laughs> were unhappy by the move. And I can see why, you know, Marquette Warriors changed it to the Marquette Warrior is a generic term, but it I think there was an Indian associated with it, Native American. And uh, so then they made it the Golden Eagles. Like, okay, great. Anyway, so we fear we fear backlash, not just from the people who are actually you know, related to it, but from the people who take it on themselves to defend the people who aren't offended. <laughs> and that's pervasive these days. And the, the, the financial crisis kind of put a damper on humor, um, which you can see why it might. But even in 2022, the world's best ads of all time only contained two humorous ads. One was the Old Spice guy, and the other was the Skittles. This one was kind of actually a downer, it seemed like to me. Uh, that was a stapler that he turned into Skittles. And I didn't watch the whole thing because was, he was talking about how he shook a man's hand on the way to work. <laughs> He'll never see his children again. The man he shook his hands. He's got the, the Skittles touch instead of the Midas touch. 
but hopefully at the end it it, it was more upbeat. Anyway, so uh, this article actually gives you tips for bringing levity. How can we bring it back? And um, one was to you know to embrace the stereotypes a little bit and make a little bit of fun of them, like the Barbie movie did. I did not see the Barbie movie. Full disclosure. Um, and uh, one of my favorites, of course, is the Skittles commercial. And Skittles did this, I'm guessing, China or, well, ninjas are Japanese. I read a book across the ninja floor. Anyway, um, and they put Mr. Bean in it. It was really funny, but I'm not going to show it to you. Uh, but you can look it up on YouTube. Uh, be literal, be lateral, but not literal. Here's an ad from the for The Economist. I never read The Economist, or I never read The Economist. That's one of those funny words you can't tell. And then down here it says, marketing or management trainee, age 42. And it's, it is kind of funny because the implication, I think, is that if he would have been reading The Economist, he might have gotten there sooner. <laughs> I don't know, of course, but uh, you know, read, leaders are readers, and uh, I don't read The Economist either, and maybe I could use some management training, but but it, you know, there is a little bit of tongue-in-cheek in there that's, you know, it's well done, I have to say, and um, here's one, the milk lobby thinks you're, are you stupid? <laughs> it reminds me of a article I or the headline I offered to to Marion Merrill Dow for Cardizim, which is an anti-angina medicine and I said well if you really want people to respond why don't you write read this ad or drop dead <laughs> they didn't go for that uh, I thought it was funny but anyway are you stupid the milk lobby thinks you are the milk lobby oh drink Oat milk is what they call it. Oat milk, and right, so they're lobbying to say it can't be called milk, and I think there's some reasonableness to that. I I've kind of given up on cereal, but when I did eat cereal, I would drink oat milk quite a bit. Um, but I knew the difference. Use lightness, but never make light of, and uh, we can do purpose by. Being the punchline ourselves, right? Striking the delicate balance between humor and purpose is challenging. But it's a welcome change. So let's embrace. And, you know, even humor done badly can be humorous, <laughs> I have to say. But it may not sell. You know, that's always the trouble. Does this sell? Does the Oatly ad sell, right? I think the Mr. Bean one, ab absolutely. What was the one candy I bought for Halloween? Snickers, right, my favorite. Anyway, let's get over to direct mail. Okay, is it time? It, is it a good time for marketers to reconsider the role of direct mail in the media mix? And another work story. I don't know much about work. I went to their website, and apparently they're a marketing information company. And uh, so they did a research. They did research and found that mail has an attention advantage, is a powerful addition to the media mix, and over 80% of mail delivered in an envelope is open. That one is really hard for me to believe. That 80, we get 80% open rate. I believe it's probably more engaging than 
a lot of things but this one said that it was really a it was really a good deal too patrick malone who was part of the research company said as we stand on the cups of a cut cups as we stand on the cusp of a new era in advertising one marked by evolving technologies shifting consumer behaviors and heartened heightened privacy concerns uh, this research paper offers a offers strategic guidance and action actionable recommendations i didn't see a link to the research paper i'll go try and track that down uh, in the context of attention and mail paul stringer managing editor for research and advisory at work in a world where the battle for attention is becoming harder ever harder to win we found that not only is mail highly effective at generating attention it's also one of the most cost efficient channels at delivering against this objective which is interesting because we don't really measure as mailers we never measured influence right we never measured does this you know which you know now i threw the mailer aside and uh, does that mailer for uncommon goods get attention you know get you to type in the url i did right uh my wife didn't um i think there could be some better things that would get it even more and i would love to split test with you you know don't <laughs> sometimes people take my suggestions on the show and they just implement them and they do well <laughs> but better yet mail some more of those and mail an alternative version an a b split right and uh, let me know if you actually did intend for me to see the Facebook ad in conjunction with the postcard. Okay. So when they're measuring attention, you know, one of the things they found out was that it was an undivided attention. You know, whereas, whereas the, oh, we'll see if that cuts the show in half. <laughs> some days it does, some days it doesn't. One of the things they did was measure the time spent versus the cost. So the time of attention. But, you know, the other day I did a, an article that said when people are watching sports games, they're also surfing on their phone, which is what I was doing on Saturday while I was watching the Badger game, which was a sad, sad state of affairs. Uh, you know, and a lot of times I don't even watch the game because it takes too long. You know, I watch the score go, and then I decide if I'm going to watch the highlights. Like last night, the Bucks lost by 25 or something. I just decided not to watch the highlights, though I'm sure there were some. Um, so so two-thirds of respondents claimed they're attract, it attracted their undivided attention. Wow. Okay, so here, 63% undivided attention, right? And they weren't doing anything else. That's pretty something. Okay, and then they talked about the different kinds of mail, business mail, direct mail, partially addressed. I think that was with the postcard or door drops. These don't get as much, but they're very, very inexpensive because you're bypassing the U.S. Postal Service. Okay, mail is one of the most cost-efficient channels for capturing consumer attention. And we really, really do lose track of that, right? You know, we're willing to put a TV commercial up snickers or something with no response device no attempt at 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 really tracking it uh we do an ad and sales go up okay but we don't do that for mail here's the cost per minute of attention okay the door dropper was right down there with outdoor 
which is very, very inexpensive, and uh, and beat TV, mass media, which I thought was great. Um, you know, and, and direct mail beat everything but TV, basically, in outdoor, uh, in the cost per minute of attention. Plus, you can have a lot more, you can give a lot more information than a 30-second TV spot or a billboard. Billboard can't have hardly any attention. So, uh, mail stimulates a physical as well as a mental interaction. And 58%, according to the 1,000 participants, said was saved for future reference. Lucy Haley, executive head of strategy at Havas CX Helia. Mail's power to feel valuable physically in our hands is not something to underestimate, right? So you have 10 times the neural receptors in your brain for touch as you do for sight. Think about that. And therefore, when you pay attention to mail, you are getting, you know, 10 times the 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 brain stimulation and you will remember it much more other studies have shown by dis, by deploying mail strategically at key moments we can witness moments of magic throughout the customer experience i wonder if i got that facebook i bet i got the facebook because i just visited the site i probably got their cookie and that's what triggered it yeah i'm sure that's it but still it sort of worked now, sadly, they won't know necessarily, they won't know my zip code or they won't know my address. They may, well, it has an address on it, so it wasn't every door direct. Hmm, so they could be doing, they could be cross-checking that. We'll see if I get a, a follow-up in the next day or two. That would be likely. That's what they should be doing. Since I went to the website, I got the postcard, I went to the website, hope they do a match back, and... The website triggered a, triggered a Facebook. So if I go back now and buy something, probably Facebook will get credit. That's the way that works in these days. Okay. So a uh, great, great last, a great last um, diagram. Mail can deliver uplifts across every stage of the funnel. Awareness, consideration, intent, and transaction. And I think, again... We lose track of that, and I really, really like this article. So thank you for that. Um, there's the methodology and some more findings as well. So have a great day. Share this one. Go to WDMA. Oh, and I'm supposed to say this. Give me a call if you have a mailing piece you'd like looked at or if you, you have digital media that you think you should convert and test some mail, and we can talk about some of the pluses and minuses. And uh, happy to help. Uh, I also recommend you join the WDMA and and uh, join the digital resistance. And we'll throw in the consultation for a membership. Bye-bye.